Quiet on the set. Places, everybody. Roll camera. Camera speeding. Sound speeding. Slate Pulling Focus Podcast. Roll one, scene one, alpha. Episode six. Action. And welcome back to Pulling Focus Podcast. It's been far too long. And we had to come back with a vengeance, so I brought these two idiots with me. Uh, we have Danny O'Reilly and Vincent Flood, who is too far away from me. Hi, Never Bobby. too far. Never too far. Never too far away. <laughs> Are you guys yeah. pounding over me? Why are they pounding on me? Can we go? Double hand. Simul pound? Simul poundy. Okay. Um, so, we're let's... That kind of yeah, well, it's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> it's never going to end. No. Never going to end. So, yeah, we took a little hiatus. Uh, I just so happened to put together a new studio for me and my friends. This is new. This is new. Mm. It's the first time I've done my podcast in this studio. Well, I mean, so. we're not on your couch anymore, so that's a relief. Well, mm. you like well, it on at least couch. at least we're not on the couch right this minute. Oh. <laughs> hey, that's oh. afterwards. <laughs> you guys want to handle that before or after these shows? Well, that's what we invited you. Get a you know, referee. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we're back in action. We're gonna try and do these on the regular again. These are, these are water glasses. They are Engine fresh, they are. refreshing, non, non-script, refreshing, non-script glass. We gotta keep you guys hydrated. Glassware. It's gonna get hot in here probably. Yeah. So um, <laughs> the peach aftertaste. Well, that's what you call it. Um, <laughs> so we are. Hope you ate your pineapple. Oh wow, that's yesterday. Um, so we'll get back into it. If you haven't seen or heard the podcast before, basically we talk about uh, TV and film industry. Um, Shit. Ca- ca- yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> this wasn't what you thought it was. Um, we, we we go over we'll go over things away. like um, you know how you got into the business uh, stories from your experiences things like that. So um, let's do a little introduction. Uh, Danny, why don't you give a little uh, intro? How you got to here? Got to and how long of a journey has that been? No, wait. Specify how he got to here because he walked here because. That's the only thing I care about. Okay, now, or do you mean the, the, the hundred yard walk? <laughs> How did you get to hundred yard walk? It's a movie I'm writing, <laughs> starring Vinny Flood, who uh, can't seem to walk idea. Yeah, I thought you said hundred centimeters. No, I live. What are you British? I live yes. I've been so, in LA six years and four months. Okay, uh, this is career choice number four, I think. Yeah, uh-huh. four. Uh, the journey started after school playing football in college, thinking that was that was how it's going to go down. I'm just going to play there for a little bit. I was a running back in college. Mm-hmm. He was a receiver. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's he was a slot back. That's when I got to Hollywood. <laughs> I started receiving. Um, and, uh, you know, it didn't go so well. I dropped out of school. Uh, and, like, four schools later, I said, uh, sc- uh, college is not for me right now anyway. So I, I went oh, into four. corporate America. Few years later, I went back to school, studied journalism, um, and oh no, that was after a brief semi-professional football career. My my rookie season, mm. I forgot to mention that it's not a big deal in, uh, as it pertains to acting. But <clears throat> I split my head open on my second year, in the middle of my second year. That explains the acting part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, I okay. moved, uh, and, and then I just the, the day I woke up the next day, and I never, I swore, never put a helmet on again. And then I went back to why that, yeah. And that's why you have herpes. From <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> after parties, football games, sure. But we did travel to a lot of fun cities. And, <laughs> Sorry. And, uh, Idiot. Yeah. Yes, I am. Sorry. It's going to be a long podcast. I can already yeah. tell. Let me get this out of there. Let me get this bull. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Get this serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's get it real quick. <laughs> Cut to the fat. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went to... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's and then I started journalism. And then 
I uh, finished uh, school and went out to Denver. and Or not Denver. It, it was in Colorado. It was a news anchor. CBS affiliate out there. And everything was going as good as it can get for, okay. you know, new guy behind the desk. Two days off were Thursday and Friday. And those two days I spent up in the local resort that we had, like, an exchange with. We cover all the stories and mm-hmm. all the – everyone could just go and board and ski there. Wiped out real bad one day. Oof. And uh, slipped three disc, fractured my elbow, wrist. Jesus, man. And, like – that was on the bunny hill? Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, actually, it was in the parking lot. <laughs> like getting my board off my car. And uh, no, I, uh, three, four weeks later, I ran out of money going to physical therapy. People were trying Jesus. to figure out what it was. And then the, the station's like, well, if you can't work, we got all these kids coming out of school doing a job. I'm like, all right, no hard feelings. I'm just going to, hmm. I'm not going to do anything about it. Wow. And just went home. And four or five months later, I was back to like being normal, active, and blah, blah, blah. And just said, screw it. Corporate America is yeah. what, what it's going to be. And then after a few years, just the thought of acting just always festered. But here it just be, I don't know how it became such a big deal for me. And then I just made a plan to move and everything that I wanted to happen happened. So I just wow. screwed. I'm going. I packed up my car, had a couple bucks. And I just Google mapped or whatever it was at the time. Quest is a six years. <laughs> yeah, Quest, no, I put it in my Tom Tom. <laughs> I put Hollywood in my Tom Tom. You guys had Tom Toms? Uh, <laughs> the stone chisel yeah, back there. I had the, the mm-hmm. Thomas guide. <laughs> Tom Tom. He's got the map that's this big and the, this rolled up in the. Dude. Yeah, I yeah, almost got in some accents. Cause it was just, <laughs> I don't know. Where, where am I going? So I got to the Starbucks at Santa Monica and Fairfax. Wow. That was the first thing. I pulled up into the Whole Foods, parked it there, got a ticket. Uh, well, welcome to LA. I know. Well, that was my welcome. Very true welcome. I call people back home. I'm like, oh, I'm here. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. Anybody got any friends? <laughs> Should have thought about this before. <laughs> Should have called the guy. But I had enough cash and my, whatever to like get a hotel for as long as I needed, I thought. And then I stayed at my buddy's futon. Two weeks later, a friend of a friend was like, oh, I'm not going to let you live like that. I got a spare room. Come stay wow. here. So just about a lot of fortunate event, uh, events like that and favors, yada, yada. Next thing you know, this guy wakes me up at a bar I passed out at watching my Bears, my Chicago Bears play. Oh, Bears. And uh, he's like, hey, you want a job? I heard you bartend. <laughs> <laughs> Three months later, I'm managing that place. Owner gives me the keys and nice. just never shows up. Wow. A uh, place is called Varsity on Wilshire. I got to know a lot of people that I'm still friends with today. I feel like it's a... Uh, it's still open. Now, no, it's it was... A, it closed for a while, then it was Rivalry, which I think is I think that location right now has nothing in it. Mm. I thought I could have swore Joe Biden was still still had the sign. I mean, well, maybe it's just the sign. Yeah, someone could have broke in and you saw him in the window. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a little shirt and crest. <laughs> maybe he still goes. He's, he's a regular. <laughs> I can the service here. It's I'm terrible. Just, I'm just waiting for him to open the door. <laughs> I mean, I got my, I got my pants open. <laughs> Nothing's happening. What that's by the metro station. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, that's uh, what I've. I've come to learn is the first job you have in LA, it seems like that's where the biggest bonds of friendship kind of fester because don't tell me that. I, that's what that's what happened <laughs> with this guy. Yeah. Uh, at the old hard rock cafe. Yes. Uh, so you guys uh, were cleaning toilets one night. We were uh yeah, it was well, we were Bob's miserable as cleaning a uh, guy cleaning toilets. Um but yeah, he was bartending and I had moved from LA or uh, Las Vegas to LA. And uh, I worked at Hard Rock out there, and me and this idiot bonded over uh, the Sequest days of his, oh. his the lore. Early day, the early days. The early of shooting, days. Shooting nothing but 35-millimeter TV shows. Yeah, so I was young enough yeah, to watch it. <laughs> I was young enough to watch it, and this, you know, and that's we, we bonded over that. Mm-hmm. So, um, But, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, the, the, the path a lot of us take is on a whim. Like, we kind of get a wild hair. And 
fuck it, we're doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I love everybody's story like that. Everyone has a great. Like, I love my story. story, and then I tell people like, yeah, I, uh, my my dad killed my mom right in front of me, and I ran out of the house. The next thing you know, I'm in Hollywood uh, auditioning for movies. I just weird, wild stories. It's yeah, kind of like mine. I mean, I was a senior in high school. I was working the drive-thru at McDonald's, and this guy, Raul, came pulling through. Raul. Raul. Came pulling through. You had a big black Plymouth <laughs> couch waiting for you? <laughs> Next thing you know, watch out. I was getting paid in donuts. <laughs> but it was worth it. They were delicious. <laughs> I can just picture the, the, the van he got into. Just mm-hmm. kidding. I never worked at McDonald's. It was Hardee's. Oh, <laughs> such an idiot. Bum, 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 bum. Thing rhymes. Is that Hardee's or Arby's? That's, I don't know. That's Arby's. Well, well, I'll hear it. It's all the same meat. Carl's Hardee's Jr. Is Carl's Hardee's Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Hardee's is East Coast. Yeah. I don't know why they Ooh. fabricated that. Back in the days, man. Yeah. Same thing with uh, uh, Checkers and Rally Burger. See, so, yeah, that's unfamiliar to me. Out there is Checkers. Over here is Rally Burger. Never, There's one on never heard of both. Checkers I've been to. Rally it's Burger. Delicious. Yeah. It's delicious. <laughs> I can tell Vinny's hungry. <laughs> yeah. He already asked me. I'm, I'm, he was like, like, what did you want from dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I only had a, a half a rack of ribs before I got in here. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so... <laughs> Right. Keeping <laughs> <laughs> it warm in here. That's a good that. response. That was organic. I think you. We're gonna call you back. <laughs> <laughs> I think you booked to the non-speaking role. Mom, guess what? <laughs> it happened. It I happened. finally got one. You'll never guess. I got a call back. <laughs> Amazing. This is what I deal with on a regular basis. <clears throat> but oh, I love man. it. Uh, it's people here are. It's. I feel like it's half and half. It's the ones that are. Like ridiculous and genuine, and have a you know, yeah, the, the most motivated people I feel like are the most genuine, <laughs> yeah. Um, the ones that are kind of you know, yeah, like uh, you know, have the mentality of it's kind of owed to them. Well, I don't feel like they have that same drive. And when I moved out here, I cut, <clears throat> I met a bunch of people when I first moved out here, and I cut literally like 11 or 12 people out of my life in the first few. Four or five months. Yeah. I use the term energy vampires because that's what they do. Yeah. They leech onto people that have positive energy. Mm-hmm. It's usually the people that just kind of move out of here and they're all energetic and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jump on you and they just suck you dry. So, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about acting today. <laughs> Are you sure? Not your balcony. I mean, let's be honest. Hey. Don't they go hand in hand? Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, me too. Sometimes hand in mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a laughing matter, Daniel. <laughs> That's a gagging matter, but put a gag order on that one. No. So how about your journey? Journey. My journey. Thirty-seven my, years my, ago when you went to Hollywood. My Jenny or my journey? Tell me about Jenny. Ooh, I just got a nut slide. It's a me too moment. Right there. <laughs> it's a me too moment. That's some black magic there, bud. Oh, That's how did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> just shot a film up in Big Mac. Well, not the last one, but before. Oh, because you were. I so love much. my little black magic camera. Yeah, it works so much, and no one's heard of me yet. <laughs> I've heard, I heard of Danny. <laughs> I have. My dealer's and a huge I'm somebody. <laughs> <laughs> my biggest fan is my dealer. Oh, man. You're going to make it, He's Dan. He's got good taste, though. So. <laughs> Yeah, mine started. Mine started when I was a wee lad. A wee lad. A wee lad. Wee lad in the in the hills of England. My mommy made me shoot this like thing for her school. Uh, when, back when print. Why does that sound so? Print was black and white. <laughs> what kind of school shooting are we talking about, Jenny? The good kind. Okay, not 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 the kind you're hearing about. The one with the editor. No, um, <laughs> honestly, like I, my first big like moment when I fell in love with acting and just the entertainment life in general 
<clears throat> I was a freshman in high school, and I had to take an elective to fill out my schedule. So I took intro to drama. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it's going to be easy, blah, blah, blah. And I had such a great time in that class and great experience with uh, my teacher at the time, Lily uh, Westfall, that uh, um, he made me, well, he asked me if I would go audition for the uh, school's one-act play, and I oh, did. And I did. It was all about teenage pregnancy, and it mirrored my real life. So I just said yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no acting for you, necessary. <laughs> no, uh, but like through the relationship I developed with him, and I lived in a town called Sarasota, like Brayton, Sarasota, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was a very artsy town. Uh, FSU had their graduate film program there, so they were always looking for actors to. Uh, Come on, man, turn your phone off. <laughs> They were always looking for, uh, you know, talent to help out with their student films. So I ended up auditioning for some of those, got cast, uh, and then I started working behind the scenes with them, too, you know, <clears throat> learning the ins and outs. And uh, I ended up... <laughs> Sorry. We, it's okay. For the record, we bartend together. There is no comment. <laughs> Safe. Um, but I ended up, you know, becoming a grip and an electric, <clears throat> and they were pulling me out of high school. It's too easy. He does have an electric grip. Singer. Well played. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was awesome because for me, I was, you know, 16 years old. They were getting me pulled out of school to um, do what was called career, you know, experience. So fuck you for having that much hair. (laughs) (laughs) I suck in that motion. Auditioning for Disco Jesus. (laughs) Sexy Jesus. Um... No, but yeah, so like that was how I kind of started working behind the scenes and just in film, and I fell in love with the whole process. Uh, and then I ended up uh, coming out to L.A. after I graduated um, for a month just to kind of check it out, see if I liked it. <clears throat> and at the time, Audition a few months ago, well, a few months ago, before, prior, I auditioned for Robin in uh, the Batman Forever movie. And, uh, oh, that's right, yeah. Went through like third callbacks, and they ended up giving it to Chris O'Donnell, of course. None of us stood a chance, but uh, mm-hmm. I met uh, Mally Finn, who is a really big casting director in her day, and she unfortunately passed um, years ago. But uh, she was like, look me up when you come out to California. You know, I want to set you up with an agent and blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> so back then, I didn't have a cell phone. I didn't even have a pager. Like, I came out here. I didn't know anybody. So I had no way of really contacting her. And uh, 18 years old, you can't rent a car. You're just yeah. kind of like, well. Yeah, so uh, I ended up, you know, suiciding only one school, and that was the University of Central Florida. Ended up there because I was like, okay, Orlando, everybody's talking about it being like the next Burbank of, you know, the East Coast. Mm. And a lot of TV work was going on there and this and that. And they were shooting Sequest and ah, Sequest. a bunch of other stuff. And, you know, I'd done, I'd done some commercial work. I'd done like McDonald's commercial with Michael Jordan, Disney, yada, yada. But, uh, um, Jared, Subway, Subway, Subway with Jared. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it wasn't that. <laughs> um, uh, Burdines, Buck Lindsay. No, I'm just kidding about that too. I don't even remember those days. Don't even no remember those days. Gone are the days no of clue. the mall. Mm-hmm. Gone are the days of the mall with JC Penney's. Actually, oh, if yeah. you booked the JC Penney's catalog, you were that doing well. <laughs> you had arrived, man. You were there. Um, no, but I ended up. Doing like a couple days um, as uh, extra on Sequest in their second season, which happened to be the first season that they were shooting in Florida. And I ended up like kind of becoming friends a little bit with the casting director, uh, Mark Mullen. And on the third season, I went back for another, you know, day to work. 
<clears throat> as an extra, and uh, he asked me if I wanted to be what was called bridge crew, which you know we were regular characters on the show, but <laughs> none of us ever had any dialogue. Yeah, you had but, titles and yeah, but it was names, so I, but... I, I had a name. I was D Flores, and I was bridge crew. I thought um, you weren't gonna admit that. No, of course I was gonna admit that. Okay. That was the other D. The, the other and, D. Uh, Stormy Daniels. The, uh, <laughs> yes, please, let's get political. <laughs> no, away no, we no, go. No, not no, yet. No, 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 okay. Um, but I ended up This doing, is not the venue. They ended up doing, I think, uh, 11, 11 episodes on the third season as, you know, D. Flores just, and literally just bridge crew. And it was one of the greatest experiences that I've ever had in the film industry, even though I've never... Uh, I, I didn't have any dialogue, and I've done bigger stuff since then. Uh, the way that that crew operated and the way that the cast operated, they were all so great that they made you feel like part of the family. That's cool. And it was such a huge undertaking. I mean, the show was on NBC, and I think, I don't recall the exact budget, but I think it only had like a $2 million budget per episode. And back in the well, mid-90s. Not bad. It's, yeah. Well, back in, I mean, NBC primetime. Think about it. I mean, one friend's character got paid that a week. At that time? Yeah. Maybe like after that, maybe close to Maybe it. a little yeah. bit. I mean, still in the 90s, but... Like what they paid for, like, an episode of Kids Incorporated. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you made fourth to... callbacks for that. But I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. But I will say this. I mean, I didn't get paid shit, to be honest with you. I think I made, like, <clears throat> anywhere from back then I was non-union too so it was like 75 to 150 a day depending on the hours you worked yeah. like if you got golden time and whatnot, you got second meal <laughs> you, got, you got you know after hours whatever but uh, now that's minimum they, wage in California right they definitely got their use out of us uh, because like they used me as photo doubles as stunt doubles I mean if the ship got rocked by a missile guess who was <laughs> thrown flying, down guess, guess who was thrown down a staircase <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I had a, like I said, I wouldn't trade that in for the world. It was a great, great experience, and uh, you had a long run too, right? What with Sequest? Yeah, Sequest only had a three-year run. You were on Operation, right? I did eleven episodes in the third season, two on the second. But um, like I said, I, just meeting all those people and getting together, I still talk amazing. to a lot of them. Yeah, it's amazing. Today. Like, and the, the funny thing is, that was that your level. favorite show growing up. Well, it was one of them. It was like, one, I, sorry, Kids Incorporated. Gra- <laughs> granted, we had like we had like six Space Coaster, so <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of option. <laughs> you had to, you had the dial TV uh, that only had you. Pretty much, dude. It was bad. Yeah, we had the pliers. Yeah. Um. No, my dad. My dad's favorite joke was, "I don't need a remote. I got you." Fair mm-hmm. enough. So the shoot of the head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know, I did. I did. Uh, you know, when I was in Florida, I still had some great experiences. I knew I always had to move out here. Yeah. But I had some great experiences while I was in college. Um, as my mind goes to a whole, <laughs> whole other set of thoughts. I'm sorry. Whole, that's a different yeah, podcast. Yeah. But you were still making movies in college. I was still making just, movies. Just, just I was filming myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, had the, I had the handheld on the shoulder. Yeah. Why is that on the tripod over there? It's for film What class. is that red light? What is that red light? <laughs> just means it's charging. <laughs> now get back down there. Uh, <laughs> Speak to the mic. I'm crying. Um, it's sweat, bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut. Take yeah. it again. <laughs> I, um, but that was when I also had my first big role in an indie. I, uh, I played uh, Doug Wilkins in a romantic comedy called Mantrap, <clears throat> and that was a huge, huge thing back then in Florida. And the honestly, the budget was like a hundred thousand dollars. 
but a hundred thousand dollars in Florida back then, especially when you got all the free equipment through the school and everything school, yeah, else like yeah, that, yeah. it was that was a huge deal. And there was a lot of articles. It won some awards in film festivals. Unfortunately, it never came out because the director decided that the deal that he was struck wasn't good enough for him, so mm-hmm. he decided to shelf it. And so that film, That's... if you if you saw it, then. Amazing! You're one, of the only, you're one of the only few who have seen that movie because he won Man Fan Club. Like you can't even get it as an actor. Like I was like, yeah, can I get a copy? They're like, nope. I was like, you can that, put my name on that's it. That's such a that's such a heartache when there's many people who, you know, has to have a team to make this thing, and then they put in their best effort, and then it. I was when someone I was in my last semester school. I almost, I almost flunked out because I was trying to do school and be on set yeah. at the same time. I was literally filming twelve hours. Getting in my car, driving back from Cocoa Beach to Orlando, mm-hmm. and it was like a forty-five minute drive. And I'm already a bad driver when I'm tired. I'm like, <laughs> so uh, that's not that's not tired. That's not tired. <laughs> that's just what is what is that? It's whiskey, bud. Uh, <laughs> what's uh, what's one of your favorite projects you've been either in front of the camera or behind the camera? Oh man, man. oh boy, yeah, um, there's there's a few. Um, yeah, they'll have their like. Yeah, I know. I mean, the first thing that I, that comes to mind as far as my favorite was I was a humongous fan of Boondock Saints. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah. Great. The McManus Brothers, mm-hmm. who we know those two have gone on to do great things. Overnight. But, yeah. And Norman Reedus, obviously everyone knows who he is. Killing it. Dead. Yeah. And Sean Patrick Flannery makes a ton of money making Ten movies a year. He's great, at, you know, great guy. Young, great Indiana, young Indiana Jones, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mean you name it. Powder was. Well, Powder is one of my favorites. Huh? But I uh, got the chance to work on a film that is still in a distribution deal. Mm-hmm. I called 100 Yards about a kid who foregoes like the number one draft pick to go find his mom who gets in an accident overseas, and then he <clears> finds <throat> it's his, like a journey with with his with himself, but. Uh, Flannery plays the the reporter who wants to go find out what, what what's going on. This kid just disappeared. He's going to be the next big thing in, in pro sure. football. And I play his his agent. Got it. Uh, his sports agent. But I I got to spend it, it was and it, the, my favorite story about it. I guess to your point was we you know we spent a lot of time together for one one week mm-hmm. with Flannery. And I just remember the presidential debates were going on. Oh, perfect. And I just remember watching, like, every day when, when the, uh, we would talk about politics or whatever. But we watched the pres- one of the presidential debates, like, on his phone. Like, we're just sitting there between takes. Like, just doing one of these. Just watching yeah. his phone. I'm like, I'm, like, resting on his shoulder, like, whispering, <laughs> I want to be in your next movie. And stuff like that. What do I have to do? But <laughs> it's just fun being around that guy. Um, I don't know. I think there's a few. I mean, just it's just exciting to be. I love being on set. There's a, there's about, a, and even when I was done shooting, I, I said to the, the director, I'm like, I'm gonna come help out. Yeah, if you don't yeah, mind. He's like, yeah, of course. That's great. So yeah, it was just. So Some, sometimes it's good. Just sometimes just, it's fun uh, just being on it. Yeah, yeah. Being there's around a, a, surrounding, but it's a it's I I always kind of relate it back to stand comedy. But there's this thing about being in a creative environment like that. And getting instant feedback for things, mm-hmm. right? And what's funny is like a lot of the crew were just so jaded by all of it that I know that uh, a lot of comedic actors, especially, their whole goal is to make the camera guy sh- like crack. <laughs> and I like that. I like that spirit. I like that you know mm-hmm. that amount of energy it takes for an idea to be put forth and capture it many yeah. times as it takes. Mm-hmm. And people are everyone's there doing the you know. The best they can to yeah make that a reality, and it's mm-hmm. 
Listen, I always said, I always said, like, I've been, I've been in this business for a long time. The best thing you can always say about, like, the people that you surround yourself in this business, and you know what I'm going to mm-hmm. say. If you can work with this person for 17 hours a day and still have a beer with them afterwards, or then these cocktail. are the people. Or a cocktail. Yeah. These are the people for that us. you want to be in business with. I don't drink, but I'll choose my water. Oh, that's very nice of you. He's so full of shit. Just loosen it up, boys. <laughs> Just the pressure, peer pressure. Guys. No, it's like um, one of the most awkward like experiences I had on any project was your short, yeah, Boulevard, yeah, because I had to play that homeless guy, mm-hmm. and because we were shooting guerrilla style, like I had to really. You were I, put, I, really, I kicked you out in the. Well, it wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't like we fucking had you know full setup no. rigs and everything. You had a camera across the street, and I really had to panhandle. Yeah. You know how fucking awkward that is to have people staring at you like you're a fucking hobo? <laughs> you're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, your fucking legs work. Get up. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> like trading places. You're oh, like, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I have no legs. <laughs> just slide it along. Just slide on the subway along. or whatever that fuck. Yeah. No, but I mean, like. When like I had such a great experience with that. And I know we're supposed to reshoot it eventually. It's, it'll happen. Um. Those are the experiences that you always take along with it, and those are the things that you'll always remember. No matter how big you get and how much money mm-hmm. you're making, it's the, that strife that happens in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's what keeps you going. I mean, it's it's clicheish, but it's it's truth. Uh, it's never about the sprint, and it's all about the marathon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's well. One thing that I've mentioned before, I think even probably on this podcast, is I've always been inspired by your dedication. And despite the as many pitfalls as there have been in thousands of projects you've been a part of, like the video game, because like, <laughs> I've jumped on a lot of alligators. It's, it's 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 one of those things where your your tenacity is just it's you know you have to have you it. Have to. You have to have you it. have to. And it's it's like a younger guy like myself who hasn't been in, involved in as long as you guys have is it's I see how hard it is to even get to um, a modicum of of. You know, down the path you want to go down, hmm. it's strife. But it's one of those things where I feel like the, it's a tipping point too. You, you build enough, build enough, build enough, and it'll eventually. Well, the greatest thing now is, <clears throat> I think, technology and the way the whole business is working now mm-hmm. has come to such a crescendo that it doesn't matter who you are, you can get something made. Oh yeah, you can That's get something made. Part. Back back then, I mean, you you were either an actor mm-hmm. or you were a producer. Or a DP, or you know, you couldn't really. You couldn't wear, wear, you couldn't every wear more hat. than one hat. Yeah. Now you can wear multiple hats, and to be honest with you, I've I've been having a hell of a lot. <laughs> well, you kind of have to, absolutely. Yeah. But I've been having so much more fun. No one wants just to write it. Well, writers are different. <laughs> <laughs> nobody they, wants they, a writer. Opinion, nobody wants a writer producer because nobody yeah. wants the writer on set that's going to be like, no, you yeah. can't change that line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No motherfucker, you got your project made. You let that line go. You make concessions, and that's the whole thing. When you make a film, when you make anything, a TV show, project, anything, I always consider you're going to war with people. Like, not in a bad way. Like, you're, your forces, you're, team, you're teamed up. Yeah, you're, you're going to battle. Because every, every shot you go to get, every scene you go to make, you are literally in battle with something. Whether it's the lighting or it starts raining or the elements or whatever, you're, you're mm. in battle with people. Yeah. <clears throat> so, again, it, it goes back to what I said. You have to really really love the people that you're working with mm-hmm. or you have to be getting paid a, a shit lot ton of money shit oh, ton yeah. of money to make it and when you do get to both that's, that's it, you know that. and that's that's 
Yeah, Ultimately, what we all kind of strive for, but in the same respect, you know, I'm at the age now and I've come to the point in my career where I just want to be happy. Yeah. And I want to do what I love. I'm not trying to be a superstar anymore. I'm having more fun working behind the scenes, writing, creating, and producing with uh, with my production company, Three Roads Entertainment, <laughs> <laughs> with my partners, Tom and Tom. Tom and but, Tom. Uh, no, I mean, I still love acting and I'll still do it, but I'm not, that's not like my focus anymore really yeah you've definitely evolved as it's as, as the years have gone but again and that's what i'm saying like now you can do anything yeah you have to take the time to learn and you definitely it's, I've, a, it's listen, a learning curve like none other i've stubbed my toes so many times i've had show i've had tv shows stolen from me i've opened my mouth in the wrong situations where people have heard the, the concept, an idea the concept idea. and mm-hmm. next thing you know months later it's out on nbc mm-hmm. i won't name names but you know who you are. You know who you are. Uh, but again, we will find you. You know, no. You just, listen, you live and learn. You have to, and you take you take the punches as they come, and you just if you're if you're creative enough and you again you have the tenacity, something else will come. Yeah, something else will come. Yeah, and the and the age of like, you, you just keep auditioning. No, you have to create. Because yeah, you have to create. Because now that you the the the, the 4K phones, LA40. Uh, <laughs> Shut your just mouth. Name, just name dropping. Just name dropping. <laughs> LA40. Let me, let me pick that up back up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but just the the ability and like you could make like people are making full movies on Snapchat. Yeah. Uh, YouTube Red, if anyone's still alive. Yeah. Over YouTube, yeah. I, I don't know the story yet. I should make yeah, it's, a joke, but. Um, scary there are just endless formats and as frustrating as it is like as as i as i get older and watch like a 20 year old millionaire just do dumb stuff well i look at it dumb but you know but he's getting endorsed and he lives these guys and gals are making millions a year yeah, they're getting advertised like i don't even know how that whole thing works minutes, anymore uh, honestly a, i don't a, well sam has worked it's on a beast some shows like holiday stuff she gets paid a they pay a lot of money for the like production people and just these guys are they're getting millions a year in endorsements yeah. just so and they get shipped boxes of very expensive items just oh, as yeah. long as they're on camera as long as they show them on camera they mention them or wear them whatever it is and yeah I think I, mean, that's, I, I feel like that's a little I feel like it's going to be kind of a bubble um, I don't I think it'll evolve in something else but I think this multi-million dollar like like uh, like Snapchat, remember like Vine was a huge thing for a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like these things are going to be popular, but I think they're just going to have this ebb and flow until they fade out. Yeah, yeah I think it's like the, the pendulum swing. I think eventually it'll find a little bit of a mainstream and, and kind of lock into that for a long period of time, like television has been or um, mm-hmm. things like that. Because it, I agree, it's just one of those things where it's it's the fads are happening faster and faster. I feel like. That's what I think with the whole Kickstarter and GoFundMe stuff. I mean, I'm still working on several it's, it's things, but like, but to be honest with you, film and stuff like that, unless unless you've already got a name or somebody that is ready on there to and get it's, it, it's, mm-hmm. it's what people don't We've understand. Experienced that. Yeah, I mean, well, we experienced it firsthand. Firsthand, and a lot of things that people don't understand with the Kickstarter and uh, the crowdfunding kind of avenue <clears> is there's there's approaches to it that you have to take. And it has to be your life for uh, like months at a time, if not ye- if, a year, year and a half. It's exhausting. Is, is you're not at, like people think you go in there and then people just give you money because they want to. Has nothing to do with it. You're literally begging people, you know, over 
and over same people yeah. over and over until you really <laughs> thank you for your five dollars can you do another ten? yes and thank like, you hey we're trying to get another goal can, can you do another 50 it is it is the worst kind of, of yeah. begging yeah. in my mind and i I, it's difficult. It is, and it's like the. Please, it's, it's, I have some. And I don't like it. It's pitched. It's, it's, it's pitched. It's pitched like, hey, if you go on there, your product is good enough. People will give you money. It's not it's that not way like it. at all. It is literally you are literally hunting down people, mm-hmm. and then it's a, the same and twenty. Then, it's the same twenty people that you should keep. But the thing is, also, it depends. Like with that kind of stuff, it depends on. What's what slot you get on their main? If you get it on is. their main page, if you are, it's it's all about advertising. Are you going to pay the money to get on? The, mm-hmm. I think you know. it, it's it's the topic. <clears throat> if it's a story about two men falling in love in L.A., it's it's, it's it's just people want to pop. They, they want to donate to something that's like a yeah. hot in, in in whatever the climate is right now and whatever the hashtag is at yeah. the time. Yeah, but well, if you just you just we all know what the hashtag of the time is right now. <laughs> And then, then, oh man, I, I said that all See, wrong. See, you say but. hashtag, but I'm still thinking pound. That's how old I am. Sorry, pound, pound it out, yeah. Pound, pound me. Pound me too. Right? Pound me, me too? Sorry. I'm sorry. Pound me too? Did you just try and call that person? I'm not trying to make light of it, but. Jail, pound me too. Just get harassed through the phone. If I By an overweight, I have an older to, I have white to. male. You live in LA long enough, you have to find some sarcasm and everything. It is. I mean, yeah, we live yeah. in a very. Because typically, nine times out of ten, you're disappointed <laughs> with the results of whatever you're working on. All right, I pull my pants back up. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're on camera. You can't lie to the camera, bud. So no you're right. I have on. the audience. I've had them down <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> What a, what a small sensor bar over it. <laughs> Just a, Feels the same to me. <laughs> oh, God. Where were we? <laughs> we're right here. We're right here. Mm-hmm. But yeah. my journey is so new that I'm trying to take in consideration, like, all those those formats mm-hmm. and everything that's going on. Like, for example, a couple of projects that I'm still involved with, young, like a super young, like this guy I just did the, the indie film with. We shot up in the mountains. This kid is 22. We did his, that was his fifth feature. Film. Tenacious. That's crazy. And his sixth, was, we're, we're set to shoot this summer. Um, he's got like all these people interested in it now, like That's big great. names. So That's great. There's the money, and he would. And to to credit your point of like, hey, just you got to find people and create. Because mm-hmm. like at the age of like auditioning and getting it is kind of over. Because unless you're on that short list, yeah. you'd be lucky to get a background role. And these and these people are like like I've worked with him before. Let's use him. It's a lot of that. It's a lot of. Well, absolutely, absolutely. So, they, and to be honest with you, they bring up their people because, and to be honest, they with you, want to be that way. Well, to be honest with you, I can understand that. Yeah, I have no problem with you that. You know what you're getting. You don't. There. You don't want to take a risk. Like, I, dude, I had to. I booked that guy, but I wanted to kill him, and I had to and live with him for two months at a time. Or, yeah. or I don't want to have to pay fifty thousand dollars for this casting director. Let's pay her twenty five, but let's cast these roles already. So these roles are already done with the people that we know. Mm-hmm. Pay her less or him less. Get the smaller parts, blah blah blah. So I mean, I get it. I understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, and especially again, it goes back to what we were just saying. Why not? If you already have a relationship with somebody wor- that you're working it's, it's, with, that you know that the you risk. get along with, yeah. lower yeah. the risk. The less risk you have <clears throat> yeah. on that front, the less drama you have, yeah. and the more reliable and more comfortable and more everything. It's mm-hmm. it's a it's the yeah. it's. I think it's one of those things where like you see Adam Sandler and he like he's the same goddamn people in every fucking movie. Mm-hmm. 
But the reason is, is those people make it work. They're they're they figured they're trustworthy. Out the, they figured out the formula. They yeah. know the they know they, know they already know what the finished product is going to be. They know that it make has for a, twenty million. It's gonna yeah. make, it's going to gross hundred million. Let's do that ten times a and year. That's why we're we're going on vacation. Yeah, all together. Yeah, it's like. We're going on a we're going on a resort, and then you know half the time we'll be working, half the time we'll hanging out and just chilling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's it's obviously the the dream to get to that that point, but it's it's kind of fun in the trenches right now too. To like we're working on. Um, it's fun in the trenches when you don't have to work six days a week to make well, that's, <laughs> to make your rent. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's hard too, but it's I, I feel like you appreciate the process. It's like anything else. Journey, it's the harder it is on this side, the better and happier you are you are to be on that side well i think the smarter and happier you are on the backside. yeah because to be honest with you i mean like i don't really care about the red carpet shit no. <clears throat> i mean no it's fun interest. but to be honest with you at the end of the day that peace and tranquility of getting away like getting into the mountains or getting out to the beach i mean we live in hollywood we're 10 miles away from the beach I never go to the beach. And I didn't go at all last year. <laughs> I, I grew up on the beach in Florida, yeah. and I never make it out there. Why? Because the traffic blows. Because I don't want to be honked at. I don't want to be cut off by every dirty, Tom, nasty, luxury car driver in LA. Mm-hmm. And then then it to act like it's my fault for them cutting me off. Sure. You know, it's there are so many external elements that go into it. All like, And this is, goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like... I just want to be happy doing what I'm doing now. And yeah. I think you finally get to that point where it's just whatever you're doing, as long as you are enjoying yourself, then you, you've you've done it. You've succeeded. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of the things like you can be happy in the struggle, even the struggle isn't, you know, paying your bills. Right. You know, it's one of it's it's that I think that's part of the drive too, is you find happiness in the smallest little pieces. But it's nice to have six months in the bank. It's <laughs> literally just the I feel like it's the icing on it. It really yeah. is. It's just the work is it's it's torturous. Mm-hmm. But we, we do it because it's the it's the thing that kind of feeds our souls, you know. Well this is I mean, this guy right here is just pretty much the only reason I keep going to work. Yeah, like bartending. Yeah, you guys, you guys are a riot together. I've been, <laughs> I've been bartending. <laughs> you are the problem. Well, it's not yeah, just. Oh, you're, yeah. you're my other half. <laughs> not Coffee to switch, mug. not to switch gears. <laughs> Coffee mug. Not to switch inside gears, joke. but um, it's outside. Joke. Honestly, I've been, I've been, I've been bartending for 20, 20 something years, mm-hmm. and since you were eight, wow, yeah, cool. It's crazy, right? Thanks, Mom and Dad. <laughs> Child labor laws. They made me make them drinks. You said tip me. That was my allowance. No, my allowance was a wine cooler. Right. At the end of it. Your allowance shit. is not good. Yeah, I'm, totally, I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. My parents were great. I just stole their wine coolers. <laughs> what um, rebel. My parents didn't honestly, drink wine coolers. My parents did. You grew up in Florida. I get it. I did. Bartles and <laughs> James, baby. <laughs> Strawberry Hill, Boone's Farm. Suck it Those down. were his gay parents. Brown bag. Bartles and James. Wait, what was that TV show back in the day? My two dads. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah. Stacy, what was her name? She, I had a crush on her. My two dads, huh? What was her name? You bark up the wrong. Well, tree. I mean, you're probably you were probably like maybe. Two. I saw the reruns. You saw it. <laughs> <laughs> Prime time. Scooby Doo. Um, Scooby Doo's is the reboot. <laughs> uh, well done, sir. Jinkies. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, honestly, the the reason I still go into bartender every day 
It's not the money. That's for sure. It's because I. It's my escape. It's I get to go have fun with people that I love to work with. Again, it always mm-hmm. goes back to the yes. people that you love to work with. If you're sitting, not sitting, time, filing documents in a. In a Oh, dude, I got my college degree. I got a degree in massage therapy. I've been around the block. I've done several different things. I keep going back to bartending. Why? Because it allows me the freedom to be who I am. Yeah. <laughs> that was... <laughs> I should have been working in West Hollywood. I feel like you're about to sing that. on American Idol. <laughs> but, uh... I feel I at home to be free. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh... Like... Yeah. When you get to, you get to work with good people. I don't know what he's talking about. It's a means to an end to me. I don't give a shit. I just do it until I'm full time actor. That was, that was cold. I'm kidding. I thought you were a full time actor, <laughs> and you're still doing it. <laughs> he can't quit me. You can't ever quit ever, me. ever researching that role, right? Hey, you yeah. can't you can't quit me. Well, I'm writing the cocktails reboot. <laughs> right. So just research, but can I please be Flanagan's? Well, Flanagan's week. Co- I'm gonna be Coglin. Coglin's, Coglin's older o- older cousin. <laughs> Their cousin. How old is Coglin? Exactly. Well, he's dead, but yeah. Yeah. No, but that's the whole thing. It's like I I enjoy having fun because it still allows me to be creative. Mm -hmm. People that just think bartending is nothing more than pouring a drink for somebody is. Uh, it's. Uh, I just had a long conversation about that. Yeah, it's. That and this it is. is what's pissing me off about what's happened to the bar industry mm-hmm. in today's, like in the last several years. Craft cocktails. Oh, fuck you. Craft Go cocktails. away. Craft cocktails and fucking gastro pubs. Well, you spent six minutes making a drink. I made three hundred dollars. <laughs> yes, and your six your six minutes of making that drink cost somebody eighteen dollars. They're gonna have yeah. one drink and then they're gonna walk the fuck mm-hmm. out the door. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of this bullshit. Go back to the days of actually having fun when Jack you go and out. Cokes. It, it doesn't even have to be a Jack and Coke, but I mean, just simply having fun when you go out to a fucking bar. You don't have to Snapchat every fucking drink you order. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what is could, that? Oh my God! It's look at this little sprig. It's What's so that nice. blue drink you made? Why are you frosting this? Why are you Why are you zesting that orange peel? No, it's like. <laughs> why is there a fruit and vegetable garden on your bar? Because we have twenty dollars, and that's why bars close down mm-hmm. literally because. You can't afford to have an organic fucking tray of blueberries, blackberries, gooseberries, fucking right. everything that goes into snozberries. The snozberries <laughs> taste like snozberries. No, you. What can't, are those cherries uh, that are super expensive? The black, the black ones. On the old fashioned. That's what she said. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey sour. No, the, 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 what's that? Not cherry. Cherry. No, no, no. Manischewitz. No, that's Manischewitz. No, the maraschino. 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 Okay, but not the not the red ones, the actual no. black ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. That come in the thick syrup. Yeah. Thick. Super. I don't ever want to hear you say thick syrup again. Not, not making eye contact like that. Not over my lap, right, boys? No, but that's honestly, that is what has kind of destroyed that part of the industry because when people go out, they want to have a good time. They want to escape their. They want to escape their everyday. It's the same reason we go to. But movies. it's acceptable in like uppity beverage, you know, in a bar uh, that's meant for that. Fine. Yeah, but, but people are people just Sherman Oaks. They're, pop, they're like popping yeah, up they're, yeah. they're, and training people to do that. There's a certain bar that I work at that will rename nameless right rename, now. Rename nameless. Rename. Uh, <laughs> remain remain <laughs> nameless. Sorry, my water's kicking in. Yeah, there it is. Uh, remain nameless. That uh, had a, an amazing. Like set up the way everything worked in that bar was perfect. All they had to do was fix it up a little bit. The mm-hmm. college bar. But what they did was they wanted to make it like everything else. And a little more bougie. In the area that they set it up in, 
Super not bougie. It, it didn't work. Yeah. And, and right next to it is a 7-Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> a place with dollar tacos. Which are delicious, by the way. Gavilan? I don't oh. like them. Oh. oh. Way to throw the fucking name out there. Who hey. cares? They're, they're going to be a sponsor. <laughs> After this guy shit on them. No, it's it's uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like you, you try to reinvent the wheel. When you try to when you try to reinvent the wheel, cockroaches actually. If something's working, you don't have to fix it. Yeah. Well, you have to fix it up, but you don't have to fix it. Minimal maintenance. The, I feel sure. like uh, especially working in the corporate world when it comes to like um, day jobs. It is literally someone's job to make a problem of something that wasn't broken and then give it a shittier solution. It's just that's that you got to, you know, yeah. people that have jobs and they got to have something to do. Yeah. And I feel like when it comes to like the restaurants are trying to get more corporate as we as they kind of go along, even though they're not corporations, they kind of have the same like you have the same experience every single time mm-hmm. when a unique experience with a unique bartender or server is kind of, you know, yeah. it's hard a little to more interesting. How do, you, yeah. how do you maintain the same, the same kind of uh, service or experience, whatever, it when is, you're in Hollywood? Yeah. When one minute you've got some, some guy or gal that just flew in with their yeah. buddies and just want to get hammered. Just and then there's a big time writer producer that walks in and wants to sit in the corner and have an old fashioned. And then you got the bum that snuck in and he's taking mm-hmm. a dump in the corner. Well, you like, learn you how to you learn how to, yeah, you learn how to read every situation, exactly. and you let that bum finish because you're going to have more trouble if you try to stop him mm-hmm. midstream than if you just might as well shovel finish. one big old dump. <laughs> yep, and then the trail out the door. It's true that your bar back or bus or Trevor has to clean up. Where's Lucy when you need him? <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay. Nice, uh, nicely nice done. Nice. Keep it down. Inside joke on the <laughs> No, it's just a celebratory. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Anyway, that's how I feel about the bar industry right now. But yes, yeah. I digress. <laughs> I wanted. I was curious as uh, yeah. Nathan's couple of favorite stories or experiences, and in, 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 in the industry that you love, and then the industry that pays your bills. Yeah. Um, it, I don't have as long until they're one and the same, right? <laughs> That's what yes. I, yeah, the laundry list of uh, it's not as long as y'all's, as it were. Nice, but, nice drop off. Uh, you know, hi, mom. She I pulled out when I pulled out when I need to. That's what she said. Um, so <laughs> no, that's what you should say. Yeah. Have said it. You maybe time or two. Anyway, uh, uh, it's been uh, one week. <laughs> Too easy. It's never ended. I love it. It's just I love it. Pretty much should not hang out. <laughs> Usually there's a bar between us, which yeah, is a little, 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 little you and know. you're drunk and yeah. I'm less drunk. Nah, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. Um, <laughs> gotta get through the night. Stop. Anyway, um, yeah. So my, I'm going to the bathroom. Give me some. <laughs> just get a shovel. Get the shovel. The bum's here. <laughs> we. Yeah, I, I've had a. Um, uh, an interesting story with a lot of like guerrilla style, like fuck it, let's do it kind of uh, projects, which is kind of been she said. where I found my footing, um, <laughs> which has been fun because I, I, I'm a, I like to think outside the box, I like to find um, solutions to problems. That <laughs> That's what she said. Stop saying I quit. Turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. 
so yesterday I was at this audition. That's what she said. <laughs> it never ends. Yeah. Speaking to the mic. Sorry, go ahead. You were thinking outside the box. I was thinking outside the box. I like to think outside the box because that's yeah. where um, I feel like the most creativity happens. And um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're fucking four. <laughs> sorry. You know, I thought this was going to be serious. Right? <laughs> you can't take him anywhere. Really, literally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so... Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of like fun guerrilla style, um, just kind of you know making whatever you can on a small infinitesimal budget if there is one at all. Um, so I have a lot of fun uh, stories about that. Infinitesimal. Infinitesimal. I'm gonna use it. All right, it's hilarious. Um, is that like infant decimal, like the no. small version? No. Okay. Just Google it later. We don't have time. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it's a Florida education. Name drop. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, no, I think uh, a couple of them have been when I was in Vegas. Um, I had some um, fellas that we were kind of working on some short films and things like that. I mean, we did, so I shot a zombie short film uh, in one day from dusk to dawn. And it was. You run that? I, <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great movie. Early days, with the early yeah. years. Here we are in your closet. Right. <laughs> It's a big closet, though. I, I, I can afford it. Oh, Jesus. Help me. Jesus is not here to help you. Royal. He was uh, there Sunday. He's risen. Yeah, we had a... We had a... Oh, we had some... What's funny is the we hired people to be the zombies, and we had about 30 people show up. Or you couldn't find it. Did any. you pay them in brains? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Barely in sandwiches. But um, what was cool is they were a zombie apocalypse preparedness group. What? Yeah. So they're like a legitimate. That exists? Yeah, it's a legitimate group. And they actually get a small infant, like infinitesimal again, mm. um, amount of money from the government. Yep. I weep, and, I weep for our tax And it future. is literally. Uh, Probably from government here in California. <laughs> no, this is, this is no, Nevada. This is Nevada. He said, he said Nevada. Yeah, oh, so. Junior. It is uh, basically they would have meetings and they'd have like, here's, you know, good, it's basically preppers, essentially, but they, with a. Zombie twist, but um, <laughs> we showed up to a meeting of theirs and we're like, Hey, do you guys want to uh be zombies for a little project? And they're like, Sure, <laughs> let's do it. And so we actually had them show up, and it was a, it was a drive to, to get these people out there. But it was a ghost mining town called Nelson, Nevada, and there's uh, an abandoned mine that we shot in, and it was it was amazing. And actually, uh, have you ever seen the movie cool. 3000 Miles to Graceland? Yes, um, the gas station scene where the airplane blows up. The, the it's the airplane where the pumps are underneath. Mm-hmm. That's that location. I'm kidding. Yeah. So they like they charge ridiculous amounts for people to shoot out there. Yes. But it was a friend of a friend scenario. I was like, yeah, do it around. Just do it for a day. There's an abandoned barn. There's um, all sorts of fun stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, probably one of my favorites. Uh, it was I had we had one guy who was so into it that at the the last scene we were shooting, he had to jump up and try and pull himself onto this loft ledge. Mm-hmm. And he did it so many times after running all day long that he vomited everywhere with exhaustion. Like, just gave it. He oh. literally just gave it all. Because it's, it's Nevada, and it was like, you know, oh, a yeah. thousand degrees, and, you know. But he literally, he was having so much fun, and he was the, he, he became the kind of the main zombie in the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on uh, uh, Vimeo still somewhere. But um, it's the vomit. A, I want to see vomit. I want to see it. Not just not, it's, just, it's, a, it's just a gif of vomit the whole time. <laughs> Um, but that was one of my yeah one of my favorite ones um and then you know it got me like unfortunately those guys disbanded me kind of all went our separate ways i came out to la and 
one of them actually ended up working on um, Counting Cars and Pawn Stars, oddly enough. So uh, another one flew to moved to um, Malaysia and became a giant DJ. It's just you know it's funny where people what they do with their lives, but they they all have super talent and there's like. Vegas is not the place to find people that are into film production. It's just not. Mm. But when I reason I moved out there to begin with was it was CSI was the biggest show. It's like 2007, mm. and every channel you flipped to had uh, Vegas in the background. It was just yeah. it was huge, mm. right? And then I, on my first month there, I worked on the MTV Video Music Awards because oh, wow. they were at the um, at the Vegas. So, um, but then, then <laughs> they were the, at the Vegas. They were at the Vegas. The Vegas. But uh, then the economy crashed and literally the, the whole town dried up. Nothing yeah. happening. So it took me like three and a half years to kind of get my ass out to L.A. finally. And then... How long um, ago? How long have you been here now? Eight years now. Eight years, huh? Yeah, eight and a half almost. And what year did you move here? Uh, six years ago. Just over six years. Six years and a couple months. So and 2012? Uh, 2011. Tw- like the end of 2011. Yeah, because I was going to say, I was still working on uh, Happy Ending. Yeah. At the end of 2011 is when I got here. And then I just kind of... I wanted my my goal was to find some work and establish myself so I didn't have to like go home right after I ran out of money. Right. Yeah, that's always the yeah. the biggest fear for all of us. Yeah. But that carried into like three four years later, managing one bar, six hours a week. Jumped up here and uh, worked on the boulevard, managed that's another how, bar. Did there? That's how they get you. Three years. Yeah, they they, they take that's me to they get they you. Take more than whatever you whatever you say yes to, they're just gonna keep mm-hmm. you. Know, you know, mm-hmm. And whatever. that's how you lose. That's how you lose your focus. And I hate that's saying that. That's true. Because you have to pay your bills and you have to you you have responsibilities. But they know that and they prey upon that. Of course. Sure. So and I don't blame anybody for anything. Listen, you got your business. A, I get it. I everyone's understand. trying to make a dollar. It's just a matter of like. How soul-sucking the dollar is that drives you to what do it, something else. What it comes down yeah. to is what are you willing to do and how far are you willing to go to yeah. get where you want to be? Mm-hmm. It's, that's it. It's the, it's and the I've seen so many people. Cost-benefit analysis. Like what is the risk? What is the reward? And mm-hmm. a lot of us get settled into this. Uh, I'm, I'm still working. I'm still doing it. But they're not doing it as like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a prime example of that. I have a somewhat corporate gig that I got good health insurance. I get paid pretty decently. My hours are pretty flexible. My boss is dope as hell. It's kind of a little bit of a, a coddling that if I literally had a worse job with a worse boss with worse pay, I would be working harder to get out of it. Yeah. But it's at the same time as I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm putting in as much effort as I can yeah. and, uh, you know, getting as much creativity out of that process. And luckily, my, my boss is one of the greatest people I've ever known. He's very encouraging to, dude, you got to get out of here. Like he, yeah. he's, he sees, he sees like the drive and the talent and the, and the, the interest and, and he doesn't want to be there either. Like he wants, he wants to do his own creative thing, but he's got caught in the trap too. He had a kid early on and he got stuck and he's, mm-hmm. and he's getting paid very well, very quickly. And they moved him on up and now he's in the supervisor role or a manager role. He just barely wants to be there. Like he'd rather step down almost to give him more self, more freedom, yeah, well, and less stress. I, I will say this and I don't say this lightly. To get serious for a brief Ooh. moment. Ooh. Ooh. Tissues? Oh my god. Um, tissues. I don't I don't surround myself with bad people, or at least I try not to. And I've known you for quite a while. <clears throat> the one thing that I've seen about you is the tenacity that you have and the love that you have for what you do. And I understand when you lay awake awake at night like a lot you of can't <laughs> you can't sleep because your brain just keeps going like yeah. this. Oh, I understand. Just the wheel and just... same thing with you. I understand. Yeah. yeah, there is something going on 
There's a mechanism inside you going on that you just can't stop. 100%. Therefore, or it, it's with that that you know that you're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Because if you, were, if, if, you were <laughs> just, if you were to jump ship and get out now, oh. your soul would you be tormented. <laughs> no, well, you would be tormented for the rest of your yeah, life. I, I, the what, if, the to, what ifs would drive you me do, insane. You are going to be tormented. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with you. Yeah. Yeah. This, like I, is, yeah. this is why you surround yourself with the people that you know that even if you don't have a huge budget to work on something, you have so much gear now. Like yeah. this guy, this guy has so much gear that he can actually shoot a film by himself. If oh, he had, I've been looking at that black <clears throat> magic since I was if, if he had, if he has the talent on board <laughs> to do what he wants with stuff, like he can, he can shoot a movie by himself that's, without that's, even. That's like, been the goal bring, for a long time. Without even bringing like. An outside budget on. Right. Yeah. That's been that's been a big part of the goal is is when I have money, I'll buy things that I know I'll need eventually. I don't need it now. But if I find the if I find the money that have, that can get it now and get a good deal for it, I will put it I'll purchase it, put it on a shelf, and it's there when I need it. But that's what I mean. Like you have that drive, you have that determination. Yeah. You have that drive. You have that determination. Mm-hmm. And we all learned it from watching you, Dad. That's not true. <laughs> No, but in all Dude, honesty, I, I get it because I had to cut out all that poison. Yeah, and, and get it's away. Very from, easy to get caught up in that bullshit. Get away from the job. Like I made the the, the leap. Like I had a falling out with the you know the, the bar worked in the boulevard for three years, and uh, it ended up catapulting me into like just taking that leap mm-hmm. and saying, "You screw it. I'm not going to put my all my love and energy into that. Like it's yeah. it's got to be about this." And and if it and if it conflicted with that, even if I wasn't making money on this project. I didn't care. It was it was a relationship in the industry that I loved. It was meeting people in the industry that I loved. There's no better networking than being on set. No, and I'm still like uh, or behind a bar. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Like you said, you I was literally I had just zeroed out of money, and I was about to call Pop. My the dad, dreaded, the dreaded. dad. No, he no, he he's my biggest that's fan. Good. That's it, which good. is support. That's kind of the support. Willing, I yeah. you know that, that'll stay that way for a while. But, uh, he's my biggest fan. And he's always, what do you need? You, you, you think you get want some money? I'm like, no, Dad, I, I'll be all right. Yeah. But I was literally zeroed out when you're like, hey, you want to come work Wednesdays with me? I and needed that's... you, though. But that's the thing. I needed you there. It just, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. As cliche-ish as that is the same. Now we all, it's so funny how this town has taught me <clears throat> the value of cliches. <laughs> they were born in Hollywood. They were born they in were Hollywood. They were born in hard work. The, the only reason they're cliches is because you saw them on TV and they were rerun over and over again. Yeah. I don't know. We've lived them for I don't know how yeah, right? long. Yeah. But now know. nothing will interfere. You know, like with the indie film I just did over in the winter, I just say, you know, just our, our boss. I'm like, I, I, I get if you got to do what you got to do, but I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go run up in the mountains for a month and make a movie. You have to. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. Just hit me up and get back. And, and that's a lot. That's a lot. And that is, you don't hear that. Oh, I'm Hollywood. <laughs> like, you, you're gone. We'll find a yeah, it's, But again, that's you're, why, you're, we, uh, that's, that's why we take, but guy. here's the thing. That's why we take the pay cut to work at the places we do. Mm-hmm. Because those people understand that, listen, this is not a lifelong goal. Yeah. Like, bartending is not a lifelong goal. You do it to make your lifelong goal happen. Yeah. So when you meet up with those people and you're working together. somewhere else. Sometimes mm-hmm. the buses take a little longer to come than others. And sometimes but, there's homeless people sitting next to you on them. And that's true, too. But, you know, you're you're well on your way. And it was actually having you come on and work with me was a blessing. Yeah. Sorry. 
expecting me to get emotional. No, trust me, I like as as small as that token was, like I because I was in Hawaii and I only thought of like a couple people I was there. You're one of them. Thank you. And like you know, I thought, oh, I'm getting that for Vinny. I'm sitting there because my girlfriend and I went to Hawaii. Um, and I just put like this little some sort of bar gift. But it's just like a, it's very symbolic of sure. Is he and I don't need anything. No, we just need. Yeah. Well, he needs a lot of things, but it's a whole right. podcast. Right. Well, shit that we can't give. Him. Yeah. <laughs> Lungs, antibiotics. Uh, <laughs> but like a babysitter. My, my point with that, and then we'll then we'll go back to making fun of perfectly. everything, <laughs> everything else. Uh, you know, just Vinny. Like, Vinny is the kind of guy that he just appreciates a good person, yeah. a good honest person. Yeah, that works hard, and and he he needs nothing more than that from you in order to be and that's commit to you as a friend. And 100%. that's you know, and that's, he's, that's he knows he's, he's, he's waiting for a pound. Oh, I thought he was no, waiting for oh, a pound. No, I'm just, I'm just, just the way you were saying. Sorry, no, he just spit into his palm. I don't know what he's got. Yeah, and we're back. We're back. So I recently shot an episode of Goliath. I digress. Let me talk about the episode of Goliath I shot. Let me talk about the seven things I have in post right now. Let people know. I love Glide. Well, if they haven't tuned out an hour in here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're an hour hour 21 in. Oh, my golly. Oh, man. Last (laughs) time. Yeah. I can't really talk about a whole lot of it, but. I had the chance to work on Goliath, and when I booked it, like, oh, you booked it, and uh, it was the day out, the day after I auditioned, and he's like, oh yeah, you just booked it, no call back. I'm like, oh, okay, that's wonderful. It was my first audition with my new agent, and so I find you out, have an agent. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually just fired my manager, <laughs> literally three hours ago. Yeah, amazing. Not fired. It was more like, dude, it's let's just not working. You're, I my, got some other stuff you're, my, going, yeah. you're my boy. Six months is up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, plus, I'm, I don't want to give you 10% of what I'm about to make on uh, these two f- films. But no, I'm kidding. Fair enough. No, you're uh, not. No, that, <laughs> that, no you're not. Came <laughs> somewhere, didn't it? No, it's, it wasn't like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it was, I, as much as I can divulge that it was uh, my first legitimate sex scene. Tostra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell him, tell tell him, brother. I don't know if I can say a whole lot. And then Uh, after that that same week, I shot a pilot where I played uh, like uh, this this husband, and with lovey dovey scene work. So it was like Mm. twice in one week. And I, you know, I live with my girlfriend. And boy, that 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 put a wrench. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was over. I mean, like, oh man, it was was very difficult because it was very very rough week. But (laughs) that was my intro to like. Working on like a big studio project or, mm-hmm. or, or network thing, and it was it was f- just filled with sex and drugs. <laughs> so, so average weekend. Okay, cool. and, and what it, we all and it happened to be like, <laughs> and it happened to be arguably the hottest chick in television. So I was I'm very excited about that. You it's been worse days, I'm sure. Yeah. So yeah, like uh, simulating sex for an entire day with this woman That's... when all the all the wheels came off. If that makes oh, sense yeah. on radio. Yeah, uh, it was just yeah. Wait, I don't understand that. Please, please <laughs> elaborate. You can show him later. No, <laughs> I did show him. I, I showed him on his balcony. Oh yeah. Well, when I, we were, I remember my my uh, first sex scene. <laughs> and while I was, uh, it was oh. weird. I was on seat class. I turned around and said, "Put that away, Vince and Flood." And I, I was said, like, it, "But it's lunchtime. We're on break. But I, I have an audition for Kids Incorporated later." Uh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Callback. Who's <laughs> running the Both dolphin? Did. There was a guy that ran that dolphin, by the way, yeah. and I had no idea until I was on set that that was not a real dolphin. Yeah. Thought I thought real. it was a real dolphin. Yeah. So God bless them for having such great prosthetics back <laughs> in the nineties. <laughs> but it, 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 what you're saying about like having like a really tight crew, just in general, yeah, out here, it really goes, uh, from my experience, into the film, TV and film industry because like the film I just did, like we were talking about. We became brothers. Yeah. yeah. Really brothers and sisters. Several females on, in the cast as well. We're all just so tight. Like 7 a.m. was the alarm every day. 7 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. 7 a.m. my alarm went off, which was my big Sony portable speaker that blared 70s rock music. We were like, we were Dang ready it. to party by 7.30. I won't tell you what happened between 7 and 7.30, but we were ready to shoot this wild, maniacal You were film. in a Big Bear? This is Crestline, and wait. So mountains of snow. I, it was uh, no snow. You sure? <laughs> you would know. Uh, reference note uh, for, for everyone listening. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> I started. <laughs> You're five. <laughs> These are my friends, ladies and gentlemen. These are the people that I care about. If I can okay. be five, let me. I want to younger. I just want to name drop this kid because this kid's twenty two. That was his fifth. His name is Isaac Medeiros. I went to a, a screening of a film of his, his fourth feature a couple of years ago. And just like I, I just someone referred, like, oh, you should be friends with this guy on Facebook. He's making movies. He just moved down here, blah, blah, blah. So I, we followed each other and I posted something about a premiere. I went to the premiere and I was just, and I, I was blown away. Like, this kid at the time is 20, 20. And this is for the film. Like, this kid is insane. Like, this kid did this by himself. He shot, edited everything himself, and there was people, oh, this row of suits behind me, like, you gotta, you gotta see this kid. I gotta, yeah, this, you gotta see what this kid's doing. <laughs> and, uh, and so, so I'm like, Hollywood. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was. It was weird. Like, these guys just, and I hear this guy say he's the next Tarantino. And I, that was, I was thinking the whole film, like, this kid's Tarantino like that. And it turns out it's, you know, as I, now he's my brother, kind of, you know, uh, that's, that's his style. And I showed you that teaser for yeah. our film. And, uh, and I was walking out of the lobby, and I just hear him scream, Danny! And it was him. He was in the middle of his crew of people wanting to talk to him, and he just came up and said, thanks for coming. And I was like, that's a good kid. That's a good dude. And then we just stayed in touch, and then he hit me up about the movie Elvis. He's like, I think you're good at this. So I ended up auditioning in front of Dan Tanis in West Hollywood. He, it was him, uh, one of the leads, or t- uh, two leads. You went to audition at, in, on dinner? the street, he's like, we're, he's like, I, mean, I thought we were gonna like go somewhere. He's like, let's go meet me outside in five minutes. So I go, it's him, it's three producers, and we just we did this scene, and I was like, this is a Hollywood story. I know it is. And I'm like, you know what? I'm re- oh, Kevin Connolly comes up in the middle of the movie. You everything. You gotta love E. Yeah. <laughs> he pulls up, and Isaac's like, hold on a second. Kevin! <laughs> they go shake and hug. I'm in like mid character. I'm, I'm like, Ready to kill somebody. I'm not gonna break. I'm not gonna break. But that's the guy Rodriguez. I love him. But yeah, but here and now he's got you know, this will be feature film number six, and he's got all. He's got some names. He's got the money and the point to like, and he said it like halfway through Elvis, the the film that we just shot. He's like, you know, you're you guys in my crew. He's talking to Michael Belisario and I and his longtime friend Jeff, who's his co-writer buddy. It's like this is my crew, man. We're gonna make two movies a year for the rest of our lives. That's fantastic. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. You're gonna win an Oscar, or I'm gonna die trying for you. And to hear a guy That's, say that to you, 
is that like means something. real powerful. That's, that's, yeah. And if you're I, an actor, I just want to I just want to win rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to get paid. paid. Yeah. <laughs> so, because I, you know, I don't care about the money yet. Because I haven't been exposed to it in yeah. life, you know. Yeah. I just want to work and wait till you have a child. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but wait. I will say, but I, but I will I'm say, fixed. it's fine. Going back to everything we said before, don't make him broken. <laughs> it always comes down to the people that you love, yeah. and the people that you love to be around, and making it work to where the people that you love to be around are around you all day long, mm-hmm. to where you work together. And then you drink together or you have dinner yeah. together or whatever. But you are surrounded by people you love no matter what. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, life goes by way too quick. Yeah. yeah. The hardest, day, the hardest day you have is going to be the – yeah. Something that I've learned throughout my years, life goes by way too quick. Mm-hmm. And all you really have are the people around you that you enjoy their company. Yeah. Make account. Yeah. yeah. So work with those people. And and arrange whoever whoever you are and whatever you're doing and whatever your dream is, but just arrange your life so your dream is the focal point mm-hmm. and everybody fits into it without being and not in a selfish way. Yeah, not forcefully, not it's simply like, organic. I, but yeah, it, it organic. I think it happens like, organically yeah. too. Because it's like you, you talk about, you know, you had his childhood friend who is his writing partner and things like that. Yeah. Those things like it, you have to have a mutual interest. And then it's grown from there and it's locked into a, a mutual dream or a mutual, like, you know, desire, whatever it may be. And I think that um, we we have found in um, the people we associate with, I think we've definitely found whatever that is. Yeah. And um, the goal is to carry it to the finish line. I agree. Yeah, over and, and over that, and over again. I know we're running yeah. longer than anybody expected us to. So <laughs> with that, I would like to finish this podcast with a toast. With a half a toast. Here's to us. Here's to them. And those that wish they were us. Mm. There's zero of them out there, but soon enough, soon enough. <laughs> soon enough, my friends. Cheers. Love you, Thank boys. you guys for uh, popping in and hanging out and popping in. Uh, the innuendos are flying. Just They're flying around tonight. tonight. We have a, a, a flashing innuendo <laughs> in the screen. Oh, wait, can we meet Happy the hour, 4 a.m. Can we meet? <laughs> 10 to 1 every night. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> Yours do, uh, truly, Marlon Wayans. You guys want to do uh, social media plugs or anything so people can follow you and keep track of what you got going on? I mean, honestly, for me, you can always go to threeroadsentertainment.com, see what our projects are, see what we have going on. You can go to vinnyflood.com. I've never been there. I'll never go there. You shouldn't. (laughs) It's sinful. Uh, Daniel O'Reilly. IMDb. (laughs) IMDb. Esquire. Uh, But, yeah, uh, Elvis, the feature film, is in post. Uh, 31 Guns for Francesca Cortez, a Western, to our Western, start shooting this summer. Uh, uh, season two of Goliath, mm-hmm. uh, that has not aired yet. And uh, it, a show called Psy, Dark Arts, shot by the Oscar-nominated director Brian Metcalf. That will, that will be out soon, 100 Yards, starring Sean Patrick Flannery. I mean, a handful of like indie flicks that are making their indie circuit. I love that indie has got its own like kind of resurgence. Right yeah. now, it's like any films because you get them on Netflix and all those other mm-hmm. places. But it's, well, it's, listen, if you have Netflix, please look up season three of Sequest <laughs> and look for <laughs> look for the few scenes that I'm in in every episode. He's hiding in the Deep background, and falling down the stairs. I'm the guy on the computer. I'm the guy falling down Enhance. the stairs. Enhance. Um, but no, I truly appreciate it, guys. Uh, I think that's uh, enough for one day. They're probably sick of us already. Um, so we'll wrap it up. But I appreciate you guys coming and letting us break in the studio. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Have a good old time. Should we? I don't really think we heard a lot of like bad words and things. 
Should we just, we just, drop one? just a flurry of uh, fuck and shits? Uh, maybe a political if, joke? If you have... Ter- you keep going back to political. I know you want... He wants to, to be controversial. Your, your pro, pro fucking Republican. Pro Republican. No, I'm, I'm right <laughs> just in the middle. You're almost. just in the middle? Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, you're just... I know he doesn't like, <laughs> I know he doesn't like Trump. Huh? Let's not even get into it. This is we're too late into this. It's thing. Too late. Yeah, that's, too that's late. like right. that's next, fair the next one. Fair enough. Trump is an ass. That's my that's my other podcast, which is uh, I'm gonna Church start doing of Common Sense. Church of Common Sense. I'm gonna do that one pretty shortly. Um, this is politics, religion, and culture. So that would be a fun one. Paul Dix. Uh, that's you know that's another podcast. Say Polly Dix. Um, Short and wide, which dicks. means many dicks. I think. Coffee mugs. Coffee mugs. <laughs> and then we're, we're gonna end it on coffee mugs. Everyone. Christ Almighty. <laughs> yeah. I thank you, gentlemen, and. Uh, Make sure to follow, share, and like if you can. Um, and then make sure to subscribe on uh, YouTube on so the video can get loved everywhere. And also, still, it's on Cinemax. Watch 12 rounds. I get residuals. He needs, <laughs> he needs some residuals. And uh, God bless Rick Warren. Okay. Set back church. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Thanks, guys. Peace out. Cut. That's a wrap. Strike the set. We're done. Great job, everyone. Uh, let's go home. <laughs>